0: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication.
2: So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M D.com.
1: What a beautiful day. Guess who just landed the lead role in the musical club's next play? Yep, me. As I immersed myself in the rhythm of the music, ouch! I bumped into someone and fell over. are you blind? You think you're so special you can just waltz around the place as you please? Not again. Why do I keep running into her? That's Kiera, the mean girl from my musical club. I sing, she dances, I always make sure to stay in my lane, but for some reason, Kiera won't stop criticizing me. Ugh, please, you sound like a screeching cat. Give me fingernails on a chalkboard over your squawking any day. Why's she gotta be so mean? Huh? What's this? Oh, a wallet. Someone must have dropped it. But I'm the only person in this alley. There must be an ID card or something in it, right? So I opened the wallet to check it, but nope. No student card, no ID. Instead, there's just a strange photo and a bunch of VIP membership cards with the name Sophia on them. Ooh, these places are swanky. This person must be super wealthy. I gotta hand this into the cop station. But wait, isn't this... Oh my god, a ticket to see Franz Ferdinand tonight! I love that band! And it's for the VIP area! Hmm, even if I bring this to the cops now, they still won't be able to find the owner before the concert anyway. We shouldn't let such an awesome ticket go to waste, right? So, what if... I'll enjoy tonight's concert on this girl's behalf, then I'll hand the wallet to the cops later. Honest! Wow, this is the biggest stage I've ever seen in my life! I got to my seat and eagerly waited for the show to start when I heard a voice next to me.
0: Hey, you must be Sophia.
1: My gosh, this guy was gorgeous! But he'd mistaken me for someone else. Wait a minute. That's right. Sophia was the name on the cards. The wallet's owner. I was still looking for a way to explain this awkward situation
0: when he continued, "'Glad to meet you. I'm Roman, and I've heard a lot about you from my parents. They're kind of good at arranging things, aren't they? Because I really admire this band.'
1: "'I should have foreseen this happening. I mean, who goes to a concert alone? Luckily for me, it appears that this Roman guy had never met the real Sophia before. For one night only, I could pretend to be her, right? And guess what?' The guy was not only super cute, but also a talented musician. He'd spent most of his life in Italy and had not long returned to the U.S. to attend college here. Through him, I learned that Sophia was a gifted singer, and both their parents set this meeting up so that Roman could help her singing career. Talking to Roman felt so natural, and soon I was singing and swaying to the music alongside him. As soon as I arrived home, I immediately went online to find more information about Roman. Wow! His SoundCloud account has over 200,000 subscribers! (sighs) Ah, handsome and talented. He's like a James Dean of modern times. As I was daydreaming, my phone vibrated. He texted me.
0: I had a great time tonight. I'm having a small welcome home party at the Madison Club. I heard you go there often. If you're not busy, would you like to join us?
1: The Madison Club? As in, one of the most expensive country clubs in the state? The initiation fee alone costs $1,000, and this girl is a frequent flyer? And, yep, here's the Madison Club VIP membership card. I know, I know. But I still had loads of music-related questions to ask Roman. Just this once. Then I would definitely hand it in. Now, on to the next problem. I couldn't wear these mediocre outfits to the Madison Club. I needed something demure but expensive-looking. Hmm, if I was Sophia, where would I shop? Yes, the Crystal Lane Mall. The next morning, I strolled up to the exclusive shopping mall with all of my savings. But how can a dress this short cost $5,000? Are there actually people who are willing to pay that much for this tiny fabric? The only item I could afford was a sparkly hairpin. So be it. I gritted my teeth, taking the hairpin to the checkout counter, along with all the cash I had on me and the membership card. But surprisingly, not only did I get the hairpin for free, but they also gifted me this cute bag. Apparently, it was my birthday. Well, Sophia's birthday, to be exact. Honestly, I felt kind of guilty enjoying these services in Sophia's name. But I didn't spend any of her money. Seeing as this bag's a freebie, I get to keep it, right? The next day, I settled on a simple but pretty dress and my beautiful new bag and wore them to school, as I planned to go straight from there to the party. When my best friend Anna came over to me, she took one look at my bag, then gaped in disbelief. A Chanel bag? Did you sell a kidney to buy it? <laughs> it was a gift. Uh, where did you get that? That's a limited edition for VIP members of the Crystal Lane Mall only. Spill it. It's a fake, yeah? Kiera and her unruly friends were at it again. I tried to pull Anna away as I didn't want any trouble, but she still managed to clap back at them. It's 100% authentic. Maisie's rich boyfriend got it for her. Jealous much? Kiera sneered, then said unless I called my boyfriend over, she would tell the whole school that we were tragic liars. Come on, Maisie, show them what humiliation feels like. Oh no, what should I do? Thanks to Anna's expectant looks and Kiera's smug grin, I had no choice but to ask Roman to pick me up after school. Um, he says he'll come get me after class. As soon as I stepped out of the school gate, I saw Roman waiting next to a shiny Bugatti Chiron. He greeted me with a smile, then opened the door for me. I didn't need to turn around to know that Kiera was watching me with fiery eyes. After this, she wouldn't dare to look down on me again, right? Ooh, this place was even more lavish than I imagined. As we were early, Roman invited me to sing a song while he played the piano. I started singing, and he too joined in to harmonize, and this moment felt just great. How cool was it seeing him all immersed in music? By the time we finished our performance, I realized a crowd had gathered around us, and they all burst into wild applause.
0: An angelic voice and a genius musician. What a perfect couple.
1: I turned to Roman and saw him
0: smiling fondly at me. Wow, I knew my parents said you were good, but I had no idea you'd be that incredible.
1: Feeling my face heating up, I quickly excused myself, then ran to the bathroom, well, once I could find it, to calm down. Yeah, so this was a confusing mess, but it didn't change the fact that my heart was still thudding like crazy. This experience was like daydreaming, but maybe I should tell him the truth before things went too far? I returned to see Roman talking with a girl. Seeing me coming, Roman waved me over and said,
0: "'Here she is. Hey, Sophia.' I've just been chatting with your little sister.
1: Oh no, I was going to tell Roman the truth myself, but when the girl turned around and... Isn't that... Kiera? So Kiera is my... I mean, Sophia's sister? Kiera seemed as surprised as I was, as she made up an excuse and left. Huh, did she really just leave without making a scene? The next day, I turned up at school with the wallet and looked for Kiera, only I couldn't find her anywhere. When the last bell rang, I received a message from her that said, Meet me in the alley behind school. I nervously arrived at the rendezvous spot and saw Kiera waiting there. Here's your sister's wallet. Sorry I didn't return it sooner. But to my surprise, she didn't even take the wallet. Thief, you'll pay for that. What did she mean by that? Let me be clear, I didn't steal this. I just picked it up by accident. I was always going to hand it in. Then, why did you use my sister's name and membership cards? I just... No more excuses. Stealing is still stealing. If you don't want everyone, including Roman, to know that you're an identity thief, you'd better do what I say. You will sing for me to lip-sync at the city's upcoming singing contest. Singing contest? But Kiera's a dancer, not a singer. Suddenly, a voice from behind startled me. Here
0: you are, Sophia. I've been looking for you.
1: I turned and saw Roman's happy... Oh, so cute face. He'd be so gutted when he found out that I'd lied to him from the start. Sensing my feelings, Kiera just smirked at me before she left. Remember our deal? Sister. It turned out that Roman had just finished composing a new song that day and wanted me to record a demo for it at his studio. But this isn't right. I hesitated, then blurted out, Roman, actually, I'm not... Roman interrupted before I could finish my sentence, and showed me the poster of an upcoming singing contest. Oh, it was the one Kiera mentioned earlier. You should give it a try. It's a good opportunity. I shook my head sadly, but I can't. Why? How can I tell Roman that I can't participate in the contest because I have to help Kiera lip-sync? So, I just told him some baloney about having a family thing on that day. When I got home, I decided there's only one thing for it. I had to block Roman. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but I had to stop this web of lies now before they overtook my life. On the day of the singing contest, although I'd pre-recorded the song for Kiera, she still dragged me along with her. Hmm, that's odd. She didn't seem her usual brash self. Maybe the nerves had got to her? Then, midway through her performance, she misjudged a move and her mic clattered to the floor. As she was standing there dumbfounded, My voice continued to blast out. The whole room fell silent. Then slowly, the murmurs began to rise. Everyone pointed and commented on Kiera, and I heard the man sitting next to me muttering,
0: She's brought more shame on our family. How could I tell anyone that's my daughter?
1: Oh, so this is Kiera's father? And the woman sitting next to him, probably her mother, was also shaking her head in boredom. At that moment, A staff member approached them to say something, and I could see their faces turn pale before they rushed out of the auditorium. Seeing that, Kiera burst into tears, then rushed off the stage. Geez, how can parents treat their child like that? Kiera may have been a mean girl, but she didn't deserve that. I was about to go check if she was okay when a hand pulled me back. It was Roman. Maisie, it's your turn. Right at that moment. The host of the show called me to the stage by my real name. Huh? What was going on? I turned to look at Roman, but, grinning, he just wished me luck and handed me the mic. And the music started. It was the song that Roman and I had sung together. I took a deep breath to calm myself, then sang my heart out. When I ended the performance, all three judges stood up to applaud, and the audience cheered me on. Oh, dear, am I dreaming? What is all this? Do you know who I really am?
0: Yeah, of course. I figured that out ages ago.
1: Turns out me not knowing where the restrooms were in the country club gave the game away. (laughs) So he did his research and found out that I wasn't actually Sophia. Only because he still wanted to see me, he pretended not to know so we could carry on like normal. He also accidentally witnessed Kiera making me sing for her performance, so he decided to register me. Talking about Kiera, I wanted to make sure she was okay. We searched around and found her sitting outside, sobbing. It's okay. There will be other competitions. I'm not upset about that. It's my sister. She's missing. Through tears, Kiera told us about how from a young age, her parents wanted her and her sister to pursue a career in music. However, Kiera found a love of dance, while Sophia excelled at singing making her favorable to their parents. Regardless of how many dance contests Kiera won, they always overlooked her talent. Then, when she excitedly told them that she'd bagged the lead dance role in the school play, they just went on about Sophia instead. So, feeling disheartened and jealous, Kira threw away her sister's wallet, the one that I accidentally picked up that day. In this singing contest, Kira wanted to win against her sister in front of their parents for once, so she got me into this whole lip-syncing plan of hers. But last night, Sophia found out about it, and they had an argument. Then, in anger, Kiera blurted out nasty things, such as how she longed for Sophia to vanish from her life. Only that morning, she woke up and found that her sister had actually gone. Until now, Sophia still hadn't even shown up at the auditorium when it's soon going to be her turn to perform. What if Sophia never comes back? I shouldn't have been so mean. Roman and I comforted Kiera. Then we went to find Sophia together. Kiera took us to Sophia's fave places, but she was nowhere to be seen. Suddenly, I remembered the picture carefully inserted inside her wallet. This must be a special place for her. This is my family's old house. We used to live here when I was little. We rushed over there and found Sophia sitting idly in front of the house. The two of them ran into each other's arms and sobbed like two children. Through tears, they talked it all out. Turns out, while Kiera was jealous of her sister, Sophia didn't have it any better either. She has been pressured by their parents' expectations since forever, and she did always feel sorry for Kiera because of all the privileges she had. You know, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. If singing is your passion, feel free to live it to the fullest. But if it's not, don't be afraid to pursue what makes you happy. I mean. You're actually a really awesome dancer. So, in the end, Sophia and Kiera made up. After a big fight with their parents, the two sisters were free to pursue their own passion. Kiera focused on dancing, while Sophia and her friends formed an indie band like she always wanted. As for me, well, I've learned a lesson that if you find a lost item, take it to the cop station immediately. Luckily for me, it hasn't turned out so bad, I helped two sisters find peace, and even got myself this handsome, super talented musician.
2: Hi, it's Amelia again. In the second part of my story, Jude started working in the restaurant, and at first it was a total disaster. He made a mess everywhere he set foot in. He was driving me totally crazy. But then things started to change. Turns out, He was a pretty talented chef that could help me with housework, and at work, he was becoming quite popular. One day, he got a date with a pretty girl, which annoyed me so much, but then I found him in the park playing with stray cats instead of going on that date. Honestly, that made me feel so happy. Has he really changed? To find out, let's see what happened next. At the restaurant, there was a new waiter called Oliver, who was a year younger than me. Our manager asked me to look after him and show him the ropes. To be honest, I was really impressed with Oliver, as he was such a sweet guy and a fast learner, too. Pretty soon, we became closer, and he was like my little brother. Jude, however, did not like him one bit. He was always shouting at Oliver, and even complained that he was careless and clumsy. Um, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. We all knew that Jude was the clumsiest guy in the world. Anyway, Jude's birthday was coming up, and I wanted to buy him a new shirt, seeing as he mainly was wearing old clothes from the donation center. I wanted it to be a surprise, so I asked Oliver to come shopping with me, as Jude and Oliver were pretty much the same size. After buying a beautiful sweatshirt for Jude, Oliver took me home, and as we approached my house, I spotted Jude pacing up and down outside. Was he waiting for someone? When he saw that it was Oliver who gave me a ride, He looked angry and stormed into the house. I quickly said bye to Oliver and ran in, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The table was set with a whole bunch of delicious-looking dishes, and there were even candles and flowers. I was so confused. Had he invited a girl over for a date? How dare he? I asked him what it was for, and he said, What day is it today? Did you forget it? Oh, So all of this was for his birthday party? I just laughed and handed him the gift bag. He immediately looked so happy. What a child. But then he suddenly gave me a doubtful look and asked, But what did you do in the afternoon? And with that Oliver guy? I told him I'd asked Oliver to help me go shopping for his birthday. And then I jokingly said, But why are you suddenly so curious? Why, you looked so annoyed upon seeing him. Are you jealous or something? I wasn't expecting what happened next. He suddenly blushed and muttered out, Actually, yes, I like you, Amelia. In fact, I, um, I think I'm in love with you. Whoa! What? I totally froze and didn't know what to say, but just kept looking at him and gasped. He could see I was speechless, so he waved his hands in front of me and said, Hello? Earth to Amelia. Then he continued. Well, Amelia, do you, um, have feelings for me too? Actually, never mind. It's not important. I mean, if you don't, then just forget it and we can go back to being friends. Oh, God. I had never seen him so shy before. His face went red as a tomato, and he kept scratching his head shyly. I couldn't help laughing. As honestly, he looked so cute. So I grabbed his hands and I couldn't stop the words from pouring out of my mouth. Jude, honestly, I I like you too. My heart was racing as I said that, and I didn't know what else to say. But suddenly he was hugging me tightly, and then the next moment we were kissing. I was over the moon. I hadn't realized how much I'd wanted that to happen. It felt amazing. From that moment on, we were inseparable. We lived together, worked together, and in our spare time we went camping, hung out in the park, and cycled to watch the sunset. He cared about me so much, and I don't think I'd ever been that happy in my life before. I didn't think life could be that great. Then, one day, while we were cleaning the house, he suddenly called me. Amelia, look! How cute these pictures are! You drew them, right? Wow, you're gifted! I realized he was looking at my box of comic books I'd drawn, which I'd hid under the bed. I felt kinda embarrassed and told him that I hadn't done any drawings in a while. Then he asked me why I stopped, and I told him about how it had always been my dream to go to art college, but since my mom passed away, I'd had to forget it for a while and focus on just surviving. Jude suddenly grabbed my hands and said, Honey, Let's make this dream happen. I'll help you, okay? I was so touched and gave him the biggest hug as a response. Jude was my everything. And best of all, he always supported me. And now, he encouraged me to follow my dream too. Time went on and everything was going amazingly. Until one day, when everything changed. Jude and I were out walking when a luxury black car stopped next to us. A random guy appeared and told us to get in the car. I freaked out and grabbed Jude's arm. What was happening? Were we being kidnapped? There was no way we were getting in the car. But suddenly the guy said, Jude, this is an order from your parents. Jude looked shocked and said, What do they want? They already kicked me out. So why should I come back? They want to show me how happy they are without me or something? But still... Jude climbed in the car, and I had no choice but to follow him. On the way, there were so many questions running through my head, but I just kept quiet. A short while later, we stopped in front of a mansion. This must have been Jude's house. Whoa, I knew he came from a rich family, but not to this extent. Jude held my hand and led me inside, where a couple, probably his parents, was sitting and waiting for us. Jude immediately shouted at them, saying, What do you want? I moved out just like you wanted, so why can't you leave me alone? I had never seen Jude so angry before. It actually scared me. His parents looked calm, though, and they just sat there smiling, and then his mom asked him to calm down and take a seat. The next moment, a maid appeared and brought us some water, but she accidentally spilled some, and she looked mortified. She kept apologizing and wiping it up, but Jude took the tissue and started cleaning it for her. Then he politely said to her that he would come help her make the pot of tea. Jude's parents looked shocked but somewhat content and asked Jude to stay as they had something important to tell him. They couldn't stop grinning. It was so weird. Then they told us their news, which shocked me to my core. Jude actually was their biological son. They'd lied to him because he'd had such a bad attitude, and they just wanted to teach him a lesson and force him to grow up a bit. They were sick of doing everything for him, and thought maybe moving out for a while would inspire him to become independent and realize the true value of family and money. What? I couldn't believe what I had heard. They kicked him out to help him grow up? That almost sounded like nonsense, but I guess it had worked, right? He had changed. But how could they come up with such a crazy plan? Of course, Jude wasn't okay with this. In fact, he was furious. What did you say? He screamed. Am I a joke to you or something? His mom tried to calm him down and said, Jude, honey, it was the only way. You were out of control partying every night and spending all our money. We didn't know what else to do. We've been so worried about you. But son, we're so proud of you. Then his dad continued. We've always been keeping an eye on you, son. We saw you working in that restaurant. And we are just so happy you've turned a corner and found this independence. Then she turned to me and said, Amelia, right? Thank you so much, dear. You've looked after our son better than we ever could, and you've helped him so much. I just blushed and said, No, it's Jude who takes care of me, actually. He's been amazing. Jude was squeezing my hand tightly, and I could see how shocked he was. Over the past six months, he'd been on a complete roller coaster. From being abandoned by his parents, to discovering that they'd lied to him just to teach him a lesson. I couldn't believe they'd done it but to be honest, I was grateful. Otherwise, I wouldn't have met him and he might still be out there dating gold diggers and partying his life away. So I turned to him and said, babe, I know it hurts right now, but your parents did what they thought was best for you. Plus, thanks to that, you were able to realize who your true friends were, right? The ones who don't take advantage of you because of your money. It took a few moments But then he gave me a gentle smile, and it was like he finally understood everything. He looked at his parents and said, You guys are crazy, but if you hadn't done something so ridiculous, I'd never have met Amelia. She's made me the man I am today. Without her, and without both of you, I'd never have changed. Gosh, I miss you both. Mom, Dad, thank you. At that, they all burst into tears and started hugging, and I just stood there, the tears pouring down my cheeks too. Watching them reunite like that was so touching, and it really made me miss my own mom. After that, we left, and as we were walking home in silence, Jude suddenly stopped and turned to me. Amelia, thank you. Thank you for never giving up on me, and for taking care of me. And now... It's my turn. I want you to go to art college and make your dreams a reality. Don't worry about money or anything. Just go make your mom and me proud. I was speechless. I started crying again and gave him the biggest hug of my life. And guess what? We've moved into a new place downtown, and I'm about to start art college next week. Jude is working in his dad's company, and I have a feeling we're going to get engaged soon. Don't tell Jude, but I found the ring box he hid in his wardrobe, though. But I'll surely say yes, and then we can get married after I graduate. It has been a crazy journey, but I wouldn't want it to be any other way. I'm so excited for what's to come. Wish me luck. I can't believe it's been a year since Gerald passed away. I know it's been hard, but on the bright side... At least you still have your two wonderful daughters. Thank you. She smiled. Then she rubbed Jamie's head. I'm very proud of this one. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's pretty. Jamie's girly. Jamie's adorable. And I was just the other child. I watched on as the three of them relaxed on the porch, giggling about dumb stuff and enjoying their lemonade while I struggled with the stupid lawnmower. They didn't even notice me. I quickly finished up, then I grabbed my skateboard and hurried out of there. Charlotte, stop right there. And where exactly do you think you're going without my permission? Skateboarding. I grumbled, then left. Whatever, she didn't care anyway. She just wanted to suffocate me. It wasn't like this back when I had dad on my side. (sighs) As you can see, I'm not a girly girl. All that manicure and makeup stuff just seems like nonsense to me. But my non-identical twin, Jamie, lives for it. She always wakes up extra early just so she has more time to style her hair, apply her makeup, and pick out her daily outfit. Then all she does at school is sit around with the other Barbies and giggle at pretty much everything. Guess that's the kind of girl mom prefers, as it's blatantly clear that Jamie's her favorite. It's always me who had to do all the chores in the house, just so her Jamie could sit there scrolling through her phone. There was one time when I was washing the dishes, I heard a deafening shriek. No, my sister wasn't being murdered. Instead, there was a spider crawling across the floor. Poof! It was just a spider! Nuts! I didn't want to be a chore slave. I just wanted to skateboard. Yeah, skateboarding and painting are my true passions, but Mum told me skateboarding was for boys. Ugh, how ridiculous. So I often snuck out. There were times I got so into it that I lost track of time and arrived home to Mum's furious eyes. "You're grounded. Next time, I won't hesitate in breaking your boards in half." Jeez. That was so unfair. I pushed past her and ran into my room. Then clutching my board, I burst into tears. I wish dad was still here. (sighs) Whenever mom and I argued, he always came up to my room and told me how mom only acted the way she did because she cares about me. She just has a different way of showing it. It's been a whole year since he passed, all because of a freak accident at the factory he worked in. Now, we all had to rely on Mom's home tailor job, and I just became the errand girl, while Jamie sits around looking pretty. Worse still, Mom insisted I get a part-time job to support the family, while Jamie didn't have to. When I questioned Mom on this, she just said, Jamie isn't like you. She wouldn't be able to handle both school and work. Excuse me, what? But I knew arguing with Mom about it was pointless. Anyways, it all worked out okay, as I landed myself a job in this cool skateboard store. Oh, and also, less house chores. One rainy afternoon, the store was quiet, so I took out my sketchbook and designed some skateboards. Then my manager, Rick, peered over my shoulder. Uh oh, was I in trouble? But to my surprise, he said, That's pretty good. Then he passed me a flyer for a skateboard designing contest. You should give it a try. This contest was meant to be, so I spent all my free time shut away in my room working on my design. I didn't see Mum or Jamie for a full week. How peaceful. <laughs> and guess what? I won first prize. It was awesome. However, Mum snatched the prize money from me due to family financial reasons, so my money was going to be used on new clothes and makeup for Jamie. Unbelievable! I didn't want to be under this roof anymore. But at 15, where else could I go? Then mom told me her work was slow at the moment, so I should enter more contests to support my family. Hey, it got me out of chores, so I agreed to it. And I pretty much won all of them. But it did annoy me that I didn't get to keep my rewards. Then when I saw Jamie showing off her new shoes, I just wanted to yank them off her feet and throw them at her. Ugh! I thought twins were meant to have some sort of deep connection or something. Not me and Jamie. We couldn't be more different. Finally, I had a day off, so I arranged to go skateboarding with Rick. I grabbed my board and was about to leave when Mom blocked the door. Charlotte, where do you think you're going? Jamie has a date tomorrow, and her dress needs hand washing. What? This was ridiculous. I rolled my eyes and said, in that case, she can wash it herself. Don't take that attitude with me, young lady. You'll do as you're told. Through angry sobs, I screamed at her. I wish you weren't my mom. Then I ran upstairs to my room. Right at that moment, the doorbell rang. My mom calmed down, cleared her throat, and opened the door. Huh? Why was there an expensive-looking car in our driveway? And why was a wealthy-looking couple standing on the doorstep? Curious, I hid behind the wall to see who they were and what they were here for. From my eavesdropping, I found out that the couple was the Barnes. They'd just retired from their jobs working for the government in the secret intelligence department. Mom and Mrs. Barnes were besties in high school, so when they both fell pregnant at the same time, Mom offered to bring their daughter up as her own so they could go and work away on their secret mission. We've both taken early retirement, and we can finally enjoy life. We're very grateful to both you and Gerald for looking after our daughter, but we're here to take her home now. Oh. My. God. Turns out, one of us was adopted. No wonder we were nothing alike. But was it Jamie? Or me? Could it be me? I mean, Mom always preferred Jamie, so she could be her biological daughter. I knew they were my real parents. I could feel it. So taking a deep breath, I nervously stepped out to meet them. Jamie, come down here, sweetie. Mom called, and I froze on the spot. I watched on as Jamie appeared, and Mom introduced her to her real parents. She didn't even seem surprised. She just replied, Yes, I know then sweetly grinned. I'm so happy that I can finally meet you both. The Barnes cooed over Jamie like she was a puppy or something. Then they got emotional and all. Ugh, it made me want to puke. I ran up to my room, locked the door, and cried. Life was so unfair. Jamie was always the lucky one, while I always got the raw deal out of things. I must have cried myself to sleep, as when I woke up, it was morning. I reached for my phone. Jamie had messaged me. It's sad you missed my farewell dinner. I had a great time living with you. Come and hang out sometime, okay? Poof! I aggressively threw my phone down onto my bed. Bold of her to assume I would ever want to hang out with her. We had nothing in common. Luck alone was an example. Life went on, but without Jamie, as she moved to some rich kid's school and I continued going to school, work, sneaking out to skateboard, and avoiding mom as much as possible. Then one chemistry class, while we were carrying out an experiment in the lab, one of my classmates made a mistake, and boom! We were all left looking like Cinderella! (laughs) And that might have actually been the best thing of that day, since we were dismissed two hours early. Excited, I rushed home to get my skateboard, But I knew I needed to sneak past Mom so she didn't accuse me of skipping class. But as I passed the kitchen, I saw her sitting at the table sobbing to herself. What was going on? Suddenly, she stood up and walked out to the backyard. There was a leather notebook and a pen on the kitchen table, so I tiptoed over and took a peek. It looked like her diary. Hmm, those freshly written lines were stained with tears. Jamie, My baby, I miss you terribly. I want you to live a wealthy, happy life. So I made the ultimate sacrifice. I tell myself every day that you're now a Barnes. Not a Smith anymore. Not my daughter anymore. What? I couldn't trust my own eyes. What did these words mean? Could it be... But even if she mistreats me sometimes, she couldn't be that kind of person, right? I tore out that page, then hurried off to the skate park. Only, I couldn't concentrate. It was so bad, I messed up my pop shuvit and landed on my butt. Ugh, this was driving me insane. That evening, Mom appeared in my doorway and asked, Charlotte, what did you do this afternoon? I answered, I told you already. I was at school and then the skate park. Did you see my notebook? The leather one? I shook my head in response. Oh, it's my expense book. I can't remember where I left it. She gave another scan around my room before leaving. When she was out of sight, I immediately pulled out my phone and texted Jamie. Jamie, I miss you a lot. Can I come over to your house tomorrow? I needed to see Mr. and Mrs. Barnes. I had to find out what was going on once and for all. Jamie replied she had a date the next day. Hmm. While I was typing out a reply, she sent me another message. We can't hang out. Please stop contacting me. Okay, that was weird. Did she sense something was up? I checked Jamie's social network profile and noted down the name of her new school. The next morning, I skipped class, went straight to Jamie's school administrator's office to ask for the Barnes' address. Oh, and of course, I made up a convincing story. Jamie's my sister, but then we found out she's actually the Barnes' biological daughter. Now my mom, who raised Jamie all these years, is really sick, and I need to tell her, but I don't know how to reach her. Perfect! She handed me the address and even wished me luck. There was no point wasting time, so I skated my way round to the Barnes'. As I rang on their doorbell, I could feel my heart somersaulting in my chest. I introduced myself as soon as they answered the door. Hey, I'm Charlotte, Mrs. Smith's daughter, but I strongly believe I'm not Charlotte Smith because I have something to show you. Then I handed them the torn page from my mom's diary. They both turned ghostly pale, and Mr. Barnes even had to grip onto the doorframe to steady himself. I felt bad for putting them through this. I mean, what if I was wrong? So I suggested... Let's just do a DNA test to be sure. A few days later, the Barnes turned up at our house with Jamie. They slammed two DNA test results down in front of Mom. I peered down at them. Whoa! Turns out, I really am the Barnes' biological daughter after all! Mom gave this expressionless look, but then in a quiet voice she said, I just wanted Jamie to have a wealthy and privileged life. She's not as strong as Charlotte. She needs this more. Please don't blame her. She didn't know anything about this. Then she hugged Jamie and cried. Mr. and Mrs. Barnes looked overwhelmed. Finally, Mr. Barnes managed to find the words to say, Jamie's also like a daughter to us now. We will take care of her like you did with our daughter, but just stay away from us. He pulled Jamie away from Mum and guided her out of the house. Mrs. Barnes hugged me as she started crying. I found myself doing the same. This was my real mum holding me. Whoa, this was so crazy. I packed my things, but as I was leaving, my old mum called me back. Charlotte, I have something to give to you. Then she handed me a small box full of cash. This is your prize money. I put it away for your college fund. You better have it back. I'm so sorry. My sight blurred with tears. Dad was right. She still cared for me. My parents will forgive you. Then you'll soon see both of us again, I said as I hugged her tightly. Then I turned and left. A new life was waiting ahead of me.